My name is Devin Hunter, and this is my show about witchcraft, the occult, and mysticism in the 21st century. This is Modern Witch. Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast, today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and joining me in the studio today is, uh, well, one of my favorite people in the universe, Storm Fairy Wolf. We've joined forces uh, along with Chaz Bogan from Carnivalia.com, and uh, we're doing something pretty unique. We're, we're creating something called Black Rose Witchcraft, and since this project actually started, I, I kind of want to start about, or at least talk about uh, the start of this, Storm, because this is really kind of your baby, and then you, you kind of let me come in and, and help a little bit and add some things and then we've turned it into something different but originally this work was a kind of an offshoot of your work with your tradition blue rose uh, fairy so would you mind kind of you know helping us get this set up this idea of why black rose and what exactly you know how does that relate to blue rose well let's see so i've been teaching blue rose fairy tradition for about 12 years now and part of that work has been to teach um, fairy witchcraft um, long distance, you know, using the internet as a tool in order to achieve that. And um, at the time that I started doing that, there were not very many people who were teaching witchcraft long distance. And when they were, um, it was usually met with some sort of suspicion. Um, My work in fairy tradition um, had showed me that location was not necessarily the be-all end-all of, of how to transmit the work. And so I began experimenting with some different methods in order to authentically transmit the energy, the lore, the exercises um, without regards to physical location. And so I had begin, I began experimenting using Skype um, and having um, private one-on-one sessions with students and found that it was just as viable to have a magical relationship with someone um, across the world as it was to have them in my living room. Really what mattered was the presence of mind, that we were both in the present moment and could have that interaction. And I realized that we didn't really need to be in the the same physical location. So over the years, I've experimented with some different techniques to improve it and to, to just to make it better. And At some point, we decided that we wanted to bring together some different strains of the craft, um, some different tools from other magical traditions that we found useful. And the conglomeration of all of these things really is the beginning of what we've called Black Rose. So um, I want to talk real quick because I think one of the things within the pagan community that we really – we kind of held on to very quickly and we made it our own, which was, you know, our internet and our spirituality and how those two things really do go hand in hand. Most of this, I think, comes from the, the fact that uh, pagans and people who are magical are just spread out through all over the world. And so we've used tools like the internet to actually connect. Um, I remember, if, if I can put you on the spot here, you told me a really wonderful story of your first phone call ritual. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I think it was just so powerful, your experience. And I think it really is a, a testament to what can happen in a long distance relationship, uh, magically speaking. Would you mind sharing that story with us? Well, it, it's kind of funny because um, I, I was, you know, this would have been probably like 
13, 14 years ago. And um, there was a woman um, named Francesca de Grandis, who's written several books. And um, she had invited me to take part in a teleconference ritual that was done over the telephone. And um, at that time, I had never done anything um, on that level before. Um, the only rituals that I had done had been in person. Um, but I had heard from a couple friends of mine that they had gotten something useful out of it. And so I had an open mind, or at least a partially open mind. I will admit that at the time, I sort of, um, I agreed to do it because I thought, oh, it'd be kind of a fun little thing to do. You know, and so looking back, I, I realize now that I had some judgment, you know, about it. I didn't actually think that it would work, but I, I went into it um, anyway. And one of the things that really struck me was from the get go, you know, once everybody, you know, kind of logged on and we said our brief introduction and it was discussed who was going to be doing what, you know, in the ritual. So and so is going to cast circle. This person is going to call in you know, the guardians, you know, I was going to invoke the goddess, so on and so forth. Once that was all settled and the ritual actually began, I was really struck that I felt the energy move. And I, I realized I hadn't been expecting to have that experience. You know, I had gone into it again, almost thinking like it was some type of joke. I was there to have a fun time. And I did have a fun time, but not for the reason that I thought. You know, so we got in there and someone started reciting the invocation of the circle. I felt the energy shift just as palpable as had that person been in the physical room with me. Now, at this point, I'd been doing the craft for many, many years. I'd probably not like to say how many at this point. But um, um, so I, I was no um, stranger, you know, to the manipulation of magical energy. And this was just as real, you know, here in this moment. Here I was just in my bedroom of my apartment you know, um, totally divorced physically from everybody else, you know, who was there. I only knew a couple of the people um, personally, so I couldn't even necessarily visualize everyone's face. So the person casting the circle was totally unknown to me. And yet I felt that energy shift. And in that moment, I realized that magic is real, that it doesn't matter about one's location, that all that matters is one's consciousness. And that's really what we are manipulating in magic. It's the art of changing consciousness at will. And so this really kind of set me um, on the road to trying to discover, well, how then would I be able to use this newfound knowledge in order to transmit the practices, the lore, and the energies of witchcraft to a larger audience because it was apparent to me at that time that there were so many people who were really craving this work, who really wanted to do the hard work, but they didn't have a teacher nearby who would be able to present that to them in a viable way. And so it, it um, occurred to me that, well, hey, I could use these very same techniques and perhaps I could experiment and see how to make this even better. And I'm very happy to say that um, Blue Rose fairy tradition is thriving, and um, um, we have a really good community, um, and it's, there's no difference between those people who study with me in person, you know, who live here with me in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I get to see them on a um, fairly regular basis. There's no difference between the quality of the work that they're doing and the quality of students that I have in Italy, in the UK, in Australia, you know, and we've been able to actually build a community um, using different internet tools, using Skype, 
Um, um, we have a group that we call the, the Mystic Dream Academy, which actually has a lot of different online classes that we're putting together, not just Blue Rose. Um, things like Modern Conjure, um, things like Blue Lotus Reiki, in, in which we are able to come together as a community and share ideas and maybe even just talk about our day. We have online group chats that happen you know, every so often. So these are all tools that we can use in order to build community. But at the same time, we're a- able to use those tools in order to better the magic. It's always been my idea that we're here not to just regurgitate the craft of our ancestors, but to use the traditions that we have been trained and initiated into as a sort of foundation point. We honor that foundation, but our job is to better the craft. As we move into the 21st century, our job is to figure out how can we make the craft better, deeper, more powerful, maybe even more accessible you know, to people who wouldn't otherwise have access to it before. These are things that have caused some level of controversy in various craft communities. But I see that as always the reaction to when great change happens in the world. When there's something new that comes in, there's going to be some resistance to it because it brings up fear. And it really gives us an opportunity to really process that and decide, well, what are our collective values? And this is something that Blue Rose has been dealing with, you know, for, um, well, like I said, 12 years now, we've been going strong. And um, we decided to kind of take what we've learned you know, building this Blue Rose community and now offer it up um, to a wider audience, not just fairy tradition, but now we're taking, you know, things like um, hoodoo and conjure, um, and, of which is something that both Chaz and I are, are versed in and find close to our hearts. Um, and then you, Devin, you know, with your um, sacred fires tradition, you have a different witchcraft background, you know, than we do. And so this has been really exciting to be able to kind of take these different strains of the craft um, and bring them together, you know, in such a way so as to offer up witchcraft in the 21st century. I think it's very exciting. And on that note, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to come back after some music, and we're going to hash this out a little bit more. We're going to talk about how exactly two traditions of witchcraft and one tradition of American folk magic are being blended together to really create witchcraft for the new aeon. Uh, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back with Storm Fairy Wolf from Black Rose Witchcraft.
have the answers in Around the galaxy Mars A new place to begin White light Mars come Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast, today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. Once again, joining me in the studio is my partner in crime, Storm Fairy Wolf. We are, uh, we're, we've been working very hard to bring the the next uh, the next phase in our careers, which is our, our project here, Black Rose Witchcraft. We're, we're actually missing somebody um, on the show today. We, we would normally have our, our third person um, who helps build that wonderful trifecta, uh, Chaz Bogan. And, you know, Chaz is known on the internet for his work in Connor Valia. He makes these amazing spirit boards uh, and sign boards and all kinds of stuff. And I, I think a lot of people are familiar with his artwork. Uh, of course, we've got the Mystic Dream, which has been around for 24 years, going on 25. And, you know, so we're, we're associated with this. He's been working his butt off uh, to, to help build the infrastructure for Black Rose. And I think it's interesting because, you know, you and I tend to be to be pretty loud people. And Chaz is this like encyclopedia of magical information, especially regarding folk magic and folk traditions from all over the world. I mean, this man literally will sit down with, you know, old books that are, have been out of print for 40 years, and he'll just read them in one sitting. I mean, he's, he's just incredible <laughs> like that. Um, and he's bringing this really interesting uh, conjure and hoodoo stuff to this. Of course, you've worked very closely with him on his project, Modern Conjure. Um, but what we're really talking about is, you know, him bringing this, his class material and those things into this fold, you bringing your class material for Blue Rose into the fold, and me bringing my work with Sacred Fires into the fold. And when we put all of these things together, I think what I was so happy to find, not surprised, so to speak, but very happy to find were the similarities between the groups. Um, you know, being a Dianic witch, uh, of course, Diana, Lucifer, and Aradia become the, the kind of the trifecta for us and, and my tradition. And we tend to uh, focus a lot of attention and energy on psychic development and developing the witch power. And I, what I found is fairy uh, and, and the magic that's been influenced by fairy is all about psychic diagnostics. It's all about using these tools so that you can uh, better yourself, you can empower yourself, you can take all that negative energy and do something with it. And so I really feel that these two uh, witchcraft traditions coming together is just this really beautiful thing, but I want to explain why we're doing it. I, I, I want to I want to talk about why on earth we would choose to kind of blend our level ones together. Why we would choose to add American folk magic to the tradition when you know I think when people think of witchcraft, we we tend to have these these very um, preconceived notions about what witchcraft is and what witchcraft traditions are. And here we are doing something really unique, Storm. In this process, as a teacher, as you're looking at taking, like I said, a lot of your own class material that you and your community have been working with for years now, and you're adding it to, you know, this new stuff that, you know, like I'm bringing to the table and Chaz is bringing to the table. How do you feel this is actually going to benefit the person who's coming to study with Black Rose Witchcraft? 
Well, I think initially the reason that it will benefit people is that we are able to draw from many different perspectives. And that was actually one of the things for me that I felt that this was just a, a natural progression, you know, from my work in fairy tradition. You know, fairy is somewhat different than what most people might think of as witchcraft. You know, most people have this idea of witchcraft as being, you know, strictly based in European pagan traditions. Um, you know, this came over from England and the British Isles. Um, fairy tradition is American traditional witchcraft. You know, fairy tradition started here, I I here in the United States. You know, this is a separate strain of witchcraft altogether from Wicca. And so um, as part of the history and the lore of fairy tradition, things like hoodoo and conjure work, other types of folk magic, were definitely already part of our spiritual DNA, so to speak. And so bringing these different strains of magic and the craft together for me, is just the natural evolution of the work in fairy tradition, because that's really been the value of fairy tradition from the get-go, one of experimentation. Certainly honoring our roots, honoring the traditions that have gone before. But one of the things about fairy tradition is that our, our tradition, everything that is shared between all lineages and all initiates is so small. The tradition is actually so small when it comes to material. All the material that people will find, like on the internet or in, in published books, that's basically stuff that people have created on their own. We are a bardic tradition. We are a tradition that really encourages creative expression, personal connection with the divine. Those are values that I find to be, well, a value. And those are the things that I want to promote you know, in you know, new millennium witchcraft, so to speak. Um, so to bring these things together and offer them in one cohesive whole, to me, it's not even um, a separate thing, really, from my work in fairy tradition, um, which is why it was very easy for me to um, kind of take my uh, first year material from Blue Rose and basically just kind of redo it in a slight way and package it as Black Rose. And then also, I think bringing in other types of witchcraft, you know, like your um, Dianic, your Cult of Diana, you know, material, um, your own Wiccan material that you've brought together, and the, the tra tradition of sacred fires that you have um, created. I think that these are really important things to bring together because now we can offer people a wider spectrum of experiences within the um, container of the craft. So for me, this is all very exciting. You know, I think that this really increases the quality, you know, of what is being offered, you know, in terms of witchcraft training, um, whether it's in person or online. Mm -hmm. Usually one of the things that I have found is that often individual traditions of the craft will be very strict within their own religious framework. And, you know, they will teach the craft within, strictly within that particular framework. And then you're not really allowed to go outside, you know, of that framework. Um, and something with Black Rose is that it is really stressing the personal connection. Obviously, we have a particular framework that we're working in, but we're also encouraging people to experiment and to maybe try things on their own. This is something that has been very um, 
um, prominent in how I teach blue rose. You know, I definitely give particular exercises, things that were traditionally handed to me, things that I have created. I want the students to work with them as given. But then at the same time, I also encourage people to experiment. Okay, well, now you've tried this exercise, you know, six, seven, eight times, you know, in this particular format. But what works for you? What do you feel doesn't work for you? Let's talk about that. Maybe we could tweak it. You know, I think that that is really what is necessary in terms of bettering the craft. One particular exercise or approach is not going to work for everyone. And one of the things that I have found is that there are ways for us to come together to create a better witchcraft. You know, again, I want to honor the traditions that we have been brought into. I want to honor the wisdom of our ancestors and what they have given us. But the minute that we believe that our teachers and our ancestors had all of the answers, then really I think that we've cut ourselves off from learning how to do anything better. And I strongly feel that our job here as witches, as warlocks in the 21st century, our job is to better the craft. And that's what Black Rose aims to do. One of the things that I, I, I know I'm just really happy about in, in my life is that I was able to find a group of people, meaning you and you know you and Chaz, who were very inspiring when it came to the concept of being an engineer of your own magic. And you know I know that was a, a uh, Victorism, uh, Victor Anderson. It actually today we're recording on his birthday. Um, yes, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Victor! This is for you. Um, you know, I, I loved this concept that uh, we need to be engineers of our own magic, that that is the purpose, that is the point. And, you know, you've, you've, you hit upon some really important things for me as a witch, this concept of there isn't just one way. And, you know, we have to, you know, I, one thing I, I, if you listen to the show, you, you hear me say all the time is, you know, we need to stand on the shoulders of our ancestors, not in their footsteps. And I feel like this is helping to really generate... Um, some new fresh concepts and ideas within the witchcraft communities um, and and to see where the future might bring. That's really exciting. So I want to talk real quick about the actual process here because let's Absolutely. say someone wants to come in and they're, they're interested in Black Rose. They've been to the website, blackrosewitchcraft.com, and they've been able to kind of poke around and get some feels for things. But let's talk about the process. Let's talk about what exactly, you know, this is going to entail, what they're going to get, and what happens after their year and a day training is over. Okay. So let's actually, what, it's 13 months. It's not quite a year and a day. It's a little longer than that. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about, so after that is done and set with at 13 months, um, what, what happens? I mean, let's talk about it. Let's set it up. So, so I, am somebody who's interested in Black Rose Witchcraft. I go to the website, blackrosewitchcraft.com. I sign up for classes. What am I going to expect? Okay. So um, first off, you know, we've, we've set it up to where you will pay $25 a month. And then again, as you mentioned, that's for 13 months. And <clears throat> what you're going to get is um, there are um, 13 monthly themes. And then within those months, there are four weeks worth of lessons that you'll receive. And so those lessons are going to take um, some different forms. There's going to be some written material um, that is sent out in PDF format. And this is something, obviously, Devin, that you've been working really hard on, making it beautiful, um, kind of in the style of your beautiful, beautiful um, magazine. I hate to even call it a magazine because it's not a magazine. Um, it really is a beautiful book of shadows, you know, the Modern Witch magazine, Modern Witch Journal. 
And so this is definitely an aesthetic that, um, that you are bringing in, you know, to, to Black Rose. So you'll get this beautiful um, PDF material. You could print that out. You could put that in your book of shadows. Um, but you're also going to get um, um, podcasts. We're definitely going to have recorded discussions in which we're talking about the monthly themes and hashing out some of these ideas. Um, and there's also going to be different exercises and trance journeys, both in PDF format, but also in MP3 format. You know, I am in the process of recording a bunch of guided trance journeys and um, MP3 rituals that um, people will perform. And so this will happen for 13 months. The 13th and final month for those people who have made it, you know, through all of the all of the work for the year um, will actually then be eligible for a long distance initiation. Um, into the craft in which we are actually going to awaken the witch power, you know, in, in the individual. And this is going to be something that we will do over Skype. And um, this is something that I have found to be effective. I've experimented with this before, both through witchcraft and my work in fairy tradition, but also through my work with Reiki. You know, um, that was something that um, had really kind of been turned on to me um, several years ago. I received... Um, a long distance um, Reiki attunement in blue fire Reiki. And that was something that really kind of just rocked my world, you know, at the time. Um, I really was not expecting to have the intense palpable experience that I did over a long distance Reiki attunement. And yet I did. It was actually more powerful than some of the in-person Reiki attunements that I had received, you know, up until that point. And so these are all tools and ideas that we have been able to bring together to create this new format um, in order to really focus on the quality of the training for the student. We definitely wanted to make sure that if we were going to do this, we wanted to do it right. Um, this um, this is not leaving anything out, you know. Um, I know that um, there's been some um, people that I know in some other traditions and what have you um, who might teach the craft online, but what they teach online is different than what they teach the people that they teach in person. And um, that's definitely not the route that we wanted to go. We, we wanted to make sure that if we were going to be teaching long distance, that we were actually doing it in such a way in, in which we could get to know the people you know, involved. Um, I know that that's been an argument before. Um, and this is really something that we have been um, pretty successful with. You know, I, I have a good group of people in Blue Rose who I do know very well. You know, whether that just be through um, numerous encounters on Skype or maybe through um, having them come out and visit me. I've had a few um, Blue Rose retreats in which people have flown in from all over the country and all over the world, you know, to come and, and visit and share some face-to-face -face time. I do think that that um, can be a very important part of building a community. And those are definitely things that we have been um, thinking about in regards to Black Rose, you know. So um, definitely we wanted to make sure that if we were going to be doing this, that we wanted to do it right, that we were able to create a space in which a high quality of training was available to people, whether they were in person here in our own backyard or whether they were far flung across the globe. And I'm very excited to say that we've been able to do just that. Uh, so for me, what I'm really excited about is the opportunity to um, what happens after this, this 13 month training. Um, 
what we're actually doing here, because obviously, Storm, you have a lot of people who are interested in studying with you, um, and your community's gotten quite large, and I've got a lot of people who've been wanting to study with me, and I haven't been doing that because I had I wanted to take care of you know things within the the local group here, right? And so now that we're kind of through that wall, we're through that point, and we've got these people who are interested in studying online, we actually we're able to take our communities and right out the gate, folks there are going to be over 50 people in the witch in, in our Black Rose community, right out the gate. Oh, easy. So you're not going to be alone. So it's not like you're, you're, it's a trickle, it's a trickle in kind of a thing. You're automatically walking into an incredible community of people who are so helpful because they're, they're just like you. They're, they're witches who are learning and they want to be part of a, a greater discussion. And so we have these, this incredible um, setup with forums on the, on the Mystic Dream Academy, which is hosting um, our Black Rose work. And, you know, I'm really excited about that. Uh, you once you're in, you're in, so you'll have access to those things. Um, and then after this, this gives us a really let's let's take a step back here. This gives Storm, myself, and Chaz the ability to work with people, get to know them a little bit better before we actually um, invite them to become part of the bigger, you know, kind of the feeder groups here. So, so one of the opportunities you'll have after this, if everything is copacetic and you go through that work and you and you feel, let's say, inspired to go maybe study fairy with Storm, you'll have the opportunity to possibly do that. And that's a really important thing because it doesn't just stop after the 13 months. It's not like, you know, hey, you're going to get in there and then you're just done. You'll always have access to the community and then you'll have the ability to go in and study fairy. You'll have the ability to come and join Coven Aradia, which is, you know, the group within Sacred Fires that practices the craft specifically. And so you're in a position when you are studying in the Black Rose School of Witchcraft to actually build a foundation for yourself, for your community that is going to be there for a long friggin' time, people, if you want it. <laughs> Um, and I think that's the glory of this is that between you and me, I, 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 I say 50, that's actually a, a really small estimate. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I'm just, I'm really excited about what's going to happen next. So can we talk a little bit before we go on our next break about that process? So let's say they, they get through that 13 months, they feel really inspired, let's say to go study fairy. Um, what, how does that happen? What's going to happen next? Well, the first thing I want to say is that they certainly don't have to, you know, the, the 13 month curriculum for, for Black Rose as it stands now um, is complete within itself. You know, it basically gives a complete um, 101 training in the craft. Obviously, it's going to be somewhat different than what people have been exposed to specifically in Wicca and, and most published material. Um, it draws from many different inspirations and sources. Um, and so if that's all that the, the student wants, then that's fine. Then that's all that they would really need. That would give them the tools that they would need in order to perhaps then administer to their own communities, perhaps locally, you know, if they wanted to start their own covens, whether that be, you know, a black rose style coven, you know, or perhaps just taking the tools, you know, that they learned, you know, in the black rose training and then applying that to their own, you know, traditions and covens back home. So certainly there's no requirement, you know, or expectation that people are going to move on, you know, and, and train with us in, in our, um, our specific traditions. But that is available. You know, that was something that uh, we really um, were very clear on that we wanted to make was that this um, is not in addition necessarily to um, training perhaps with me in Blue Rose, that this is actually part of that training you know, in Blue Rose, just as the, the Black Rose 
um, is part of your sacred fires mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. um, originally, my um, Blue Rose practitioner level, my level one, um, was based on a two-year curriculum. Um, and now my Blue Rose practitioner level will only have to be one year because the first year has been satisfied by Black Rose. Mm -hmm. And so it, it doesn't increase the, the amount of time, you know, that the student would need to study with me. Um, in fact, it actually makes it a little bit more accessible because for that first year, you're basically getting a discounted rate because the way that we have set it up is that through Black Rose and that first year training, there's actually a lot of fairy material that, that um, I have in there, as well as uh, material from other traditions, as we've spoken of before. Um, <clears throat> but that um, first year um, is transmitted more, like I said, with PDFs, with MP3s. These are things that people can kind of do maybe at their own pace. Um, it, re it requires less one-on-one -on -one involvement um, with myself, um, with, with the other teachers, although we are making a... Um, space to where that will be available, mm -hmm. you know, to students should they want to sign up for that. Um, and, but then once they finish that 13-month curriculum, um, if, for example, they wanted to move on into Blue Rose and actually wanted to study fairy tradition with me, I will have had over a year in which I have been able to kind of see this person work, you know, to some degree. Um, I've seen their involvement on the community forum. Maybe we've had some chats with the online you know, group chats. So I'll have a little bit more um, of a filter, you know, um, and I'll be able to, to determine whether or not this individual is actually suited, you know, for fairy tradition. Um, because as you know, our particular specific traditions are not necessarily suited for the masses. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, this is one way in which we can still give people the tools that they would need in order to better their magic, to better their craft, to deepen their spiritual practice. But then perhaps they just want to move on and, and do their own thing after that. That's totally fine. But then we could um, continue onward um, with Blue Rose, with Sacred Fires, you know, wherever that person's. Um, drive leads them, where their inspiration leads them, there's going to be something available. So we're very excited about bringing Black Rose, you know, to the larger witchcraft community. It's going to have um, less um, religious dogma and more of a modern approach to magic, to psychicism, to folk magic, bringing all of these things together in a way that is a viable spiritual practice, but one that is not restrictive in terms of dogma. So we're all very excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned because uh, you're not done yet. Uh, we're going to come right back after this break with Storm Fairy Wolf. We're going to continue to talk about Black Rose Witchcraft. Uh, we'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast, today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. Joining me once again in the studio is Storm Fairywell from BlackRoseWitchcraft.com. And we're talking about uh, witchcraft in the new Aeon, really. This is the, to me, I feel like we're able to join forces in this project and actually... You know, it's to me. I feel like this is actually um, an extension of my work with Modern Witch. It kind of helps me fuse Modern Witch in with Sacred Fires in a really beautiful way. Um, the aesthetic. If if you've if you've liked Modern Witch magazine, as Storm was talking about in the past, if you like the the artwork and things that I do, and you know, and even Storm, Storm, you're an incredible artist. Um, I think oh, that kind of comes if you're if you're a witchy person, you tend to be creative, you know, um, whether it's visually or musically or whatever. And and uh, we definitely have a lot of creative people on our uh, in our our group. Here. Um, but, you know, as we're pushing forward and we're helping to sculpt out what the next generation of witchcraft will have access to, I'm so just thrilled by this because I know one thing for me, folks, if you don't know, I, I got my uh, my Wiccan training long distance and I was quite young. I was 16 through 18. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the age thing wasn't an issue because I, you know. I felt I was a pretty mature guy and I was able to hold it with the best of them. But I did feel the content was uh, some, left something to be desired. And that's why I ended up leaving Wicca and I founded or I ended up going in with um, the Dianics and becoming a Dianic witch. Uh, and then even later on leaving that and uh, just always searching for something that was all-encompassing, you know, when I think of, of the, that, uh, the big, deep spirituality that we tend to work on when we become priests and priestesses, I, I really wanted more of that in my life and more of those answers. And, you know, one of the things I do with my students, the very first class, I give away the big, dark, witchy secret, the one that you're not supposed to get until you're initiated. I give it away the very first class. And I say, Diana is the star goddess. Diana is the goddess of witches. That's the big point. So if, if you're looking for deep, deep, dark secrets, I just gave it to you. Now let's go do some work. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 there's, there's the crazy witch lord. Let's go do some work now because it's actually about applying those things to your life and creating hypothesis about uh, the, the, the magical interactions you have. And, and you know what? Black Rose is a playground for that. It really sets it up. Um, I love the fact that we have these forums because you're never alone, folks. If you have a question, you can, you can hop online. You have three teachers who are constantly on there. You've got a community full of people. Initiates from both traditions are on there. So you've got people to help you. You've got right. the ability to ask questions. And I feel that in you know my long distance training in the past, I didn't get that. And uh, I felt that if I was able to ask more questions, if, I, if there was a community there that was setting an example, let's talk about this. The big thing for me in long distance training has been that there wasn't a good example set forth for the practitioners because you know so many things were um, just kind of left out. I think there's, there's important relationships like you talked about with, with the people in Blue Rose Storm. Um, you know, looking at somebody and saying, just because you're studying with me in Australia and I'm here in California does not mean you're going to get different information because what happens when you're initiated, you know, hello, everyone's got their own different thing. And, and it just, oh, it's, right. it's so difficult. We're not doing any of that crap. You know, we're really bringing our, our, our magic together. We're, you know, obviously three professional witches. This is what we do. We answer these questions for the general public on a daily basis. 
I mean, we're, right. we're, we really have hashed out um, our own concepts. We know who we are as people. And I think as teachers, that's a really important thing. Um, and I think that's going to really reflect itself in a beautiful way within Black Rose. I want to talk about the aesthetic. I want to talk about kind of the the thing that inspires us. You know, one of the things, of course, if you listen to Modern Witch, you're used to me, you know, using the term pop, pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. And that came about because I love pop culture. Oh, my goodness. I am addicted to <laughs> the TV. I'm addicted to the radio. I love, you know, what's going on in our own community and the things that we're building. And I love fusing those things in together. But I'm very honest when I say that, you know, what inspired me to become a witch um, was really the fact that I had Buffy the Vampire Slayer on TV. I had uh, <laughs> I had Sabrina. I grew up with Bewitched. I had these magical people. And I was this little boy. I was this little psychic boy, you know. So those people were doing the closest thing to what I did. And I wanted to be like them. Well, Storm, now we've got this resurgence of interest in, in witchcraft. We've got that because of shows like American Horror Story, uh, uh, this, last, <laughs> this last season that came out, Coven. Um, we've got shows like Salem on WGN. Um, we've got all these this renewed interest it seems like you know i bear with me here but i bet like i think it's like vampires are in for a little bit then witches become popular again and then werewolves and then you know vampires and it kind of goes back and forth because these are parts of our culture like you can't really you can never get really rid of those things right so here we are we're approaching the future of witchcraft you've got these teachers who know exactly who they are what they love to teach what they feel inspired by and they all get together and there's some similarities and aesthetic and uh, feel for for what witchcraft is and i want to talk about that because i feel like that ultimately is what attracts people to studying with 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 groups um and and really building long-term relationships with those groups is the aesthetic what are the values what are the things that they believe in and and what are the ultimate uh, goals for this group. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start that off, and then I'm going to give it. To, I'm going to hand the ball over to you because I know you're going to have plenty of stuff to say to that. I bet uh, because you're you've just been so inspired lately. It's 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 really nice to come into a meeting and and people actually have things they want to talk about. You know, I mean, this has been such a fun process for me. Um, so one of the things that I I, I find uh, really exciting and that I'm really anticipating is the influence of the sabbatic craft. Mm. I feel like that, you know, again, I, I'm coming from the Midwest. I had a Wiccan training. I had, uh, it was very earth-centered. It was all about Gaia and that kind of energy, you know, running through you and life force and these things. Sabbatic craft tended to take a different kind of approach to things because I felt like maybe the people who created it at the time had those needs met elsewhere. So they were, so their craft became different. And uh, it was, it's a little bit, uh, I don't want to say darker, but it is almost in the, in, in the look and the feel of it. I think it's a lot more raw. I think when we think of, of, of witches in a classical sense, we kind of actually go to the sabbatic idea of witches flying on goats up to hills to meet the, you know, the, the horned one and, and all of those things. And that was really cool <laughs> uh, for me as an aesthetic, as an artist, because it was really inspiring. And there's some really cool stuff that came out of that time period, right? Um, so can we talk a little bit about that? I mean, from, from your perspective as an artist teacher coming in, what is really inspiring you about what we're doing here with Black Rose? Well, one of the things that you touched upon when you spoke about the sabbatic craft, and this is something that has been inspiring to me for many years, again, coming through the fairy tradition. Um, before I was an initiate, you know, sitting uh, and listening to some of the elders, you know, speak about um, their views specifically on fairy, one of the ideas that was coming up was that at least some within our tradition believed that fairy was a form of sabbatic craft, you know, at least in some form. 
And um, really what that means to me, if we want to talk about, you know, what, what's the definition when we say, you know, sabbatic craft, it's this idea of the central um, um, icon, you know, of the craft being the witch's sabbat. And that which was described in the witch trials, you know, this is really kind of where our imagination goes to when you talk about, you know, witches of old. Again, like you mentioned, you know, the witch riding the goat, you know, through the sky, you know, to the grand Sabbath, riding the broom or riding the stang, you know, across the moonlit sky, you know, to the great bonfire on top of the mountain where they dance around the bonfire and they pay homage to, you know, the, the devil or to the, the horned one, to the black man at the center of the crossroads. These are things that come up um, in terms of an artistic style as ter- in terms of an archetype in terms of this artistic presence that speaks to us on a symbolic level. The idea in the sabbatic craft, again, in a, just a nutshell, is that this sabbat, this grand witch's sabbat, is a real place. It's a dimension. This is a place that we go to on the astral. And so this was something that we definitely wanted to be um, first and foremost, within Black Rose, this idea that we have an astral temple, a meeting place. So it's regardless of whether or not, again, you're here with us in the San Francisco Bay Area, or if you're across the world, it doesn't matter. On the astral, we are meeting together at this grand Sabbath and at this grand temple in order to do our shared work. It brings us together energetically, consciously, spiritually, in a way that we can actually share our magic in a deeper way than we could have otherwise. The aesthetic of the Grand Sabbath, again, you mentioned maybe somewhat darker, um, is something that really appeals to me um, because witchcraft is not all goodness and light. You know, witchcraft at its heart is amoral. You know, it's really about using whatever tools are necessary for the, for the moment. Ethics are individual. You know, this is something that I feel very strongly about. I do not believe that it's necessarily appropriate to take your ethics, to take your morals from your religion. I really think that you need to have a good set of ethics going into whatever religion you are going to be practicing. Um, You know, it shouldn't take much for us to realize that we need to be good to each other. Our religion shouldn't have to tell us that in order for us to make that true. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but... At the core, witchcraft is not all sweetness and light. You know, definitely, um, you know, hexing is part of the craft. As much as a lot of people from the Wiccan persuasion would tell you, oh, no, real witches never hex. Well, that's kind of BS. You know, I know plenty of witches, even Wiccan witches, who will hex at the drop of a hat. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the wisest thing to do, you know, all the time. But there have been instances in which I have felt the need, you know, to um, to cast a curse, you know, maybe through, you know, for self-protection or, or, or what have you. Those are tools that are available to the witch. They're historically there. You, you can read whatever version of witchcraft you want, and you'll see that this was something that was always present. So the sabbatic craft is really kind of this idea of coming together on this inner dimension, you know, that we have this place that we can gather, you know, on the astral. So that's definitely a strong kind of central place, you know, for Black Rose. You know, we are creating this 
astral temple that we will all then have access to through certain specific rituals and symbolic keys that we have created, perhaps inspired in part by older traditions, and then other things that were created from our own personal gnosis and putting that together. And one of the ideas is that we were all creating that together. You know, every time somebody has access, you know, to, you know, these temples, you know, to some degree, they are kind of creating their own little corner, you know, of that temple, you know, for themselves. And it adds to the community experience. This also kind of, to me, I wanted to touch on something that you were talking about before when you were speaking about pop culture. And this is really something that for me, you know, as a fairy initiate was very important to me, um, this idea within fairy um, that we call the hidden kingdom. And this is something that I often find myself talking about in terms of not, not just fairy, but the craft at large. You know, the hidden kingdom is this um, poetic idea that things perhaps in culture, whether that is, you know, um, songs um, or, or books or TV shows, um, that they might have some hidden message, you know, from the other world. You know, whether it's from the land of the Fae, you know, the underworld, you know, what have you. And it doesn't have to mean that the artist or the author was an initiate, you know, of those traditions, but that somehow in their creative process, they are tapping into this greater meaning, this hidden meaning, this hidden kingdom, you know, behind what we think of as reality, the, the world that we can see and touch. And this is something, like you mentioned with, and this is something that really resonated with me as a kid, um, Bewitched, you know, little sitcom, right? Um, but here was this idea for me that, hey, not all witches are bad, you know? And um, there was certain elements that were obviously for comedic value, you know, but they really spoke to me. The idea of the witch speaking a spell in rhyme, this was something that I really got um, from Bewitched, but it has historical precedent, especially in European witchcraft. We'll find a lot of spoken um, charms that are done in rhyme, um, and that is attributed you know, to the power of the witch. Now, this doesn't necessarily happen elsewhere. You know, If you're looking at things like hoodoo and conjure that are more based in African and African-American magic, rhyming doesn't necessarily play you know, so much of a role. So there's a lot of different, you know, um, kind of cultural elements that are at play. But one of those things, you know, through, you know, Bewitched, through Buffy, I think you mentioned um, Salem, maybe um, Witches of East End. These are things that, um, you know, hey, they're made for entertainment, right? We're not necessarily here to say that, oh, these are absolutely true and this is, you know, we're not treating them like documentaries, but they could have a little kernel of truth. One element that I often cite as an example is from the 1996, I believe, movie The Craft, which I personally love. I love this movie. I remember even before it came out, um, uh, a lot of real witches were up in arms and protesting it because it showed witches in a bad light. And one of the things I first want to say about that is I had no interest in paying money to see a group of teenage girls go out into the woods and find spiritual enlightenment. I was looking for a horror film, and that's what I got. It was great. But it, bringing it back to the idea of the Hidden Kingdom, there, uh, for those who have seen the movie, um, you might recall that there was a little speech given by Nancy, who's later um, revealed to be the, the, the villain you know, of, of the whole thing. But she has a really good um, speech on the theology of witchcraft. Mm. And in their version, you know, they're referring to their grand god of witchcraft as Menon. And... Um, when she goes to explain 
you know, well, who is Manon? And she says something to the effect of, well, imagine if God and the devil were playing football. Then Manon is the field that they are playing in and the sun that shines down on them. Now, I think that's actually really important because this is hardcore witchcraft theology. Mm-hmm. You know, in most versions of the craft, we wouldn't say Menon, we would say the goddess, which in itself is a mythopoetic term, mm-hmm. you know, for the unknowable, you know, for that which is beyond gender, that, that is beyond our comprehension. But in that little speech, in that little cheesy, teeny bopper horror film, you know, was this kernel of truth. This was the hidden kingdom shining through. And those who, you know, had the eyes to see and the ears to hear got it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So uh, thank you so much for your time. I I know that you're a busy guy um, and I'm, I'm, Folks, I promise we're going to have more Storm and Chaz on the show, especially this season, uh, as Black Rose is continuing to develop. Um, right now, if you are interested, if you want to find out more about Black Rose Witchcraft, go to the website, blackrosewitchcraft.com. There's some information up. Um, registration actually opens on June 21st, okay, yes. 2014. Now, the thing with this is that you can take this at any time, folks. So if you don't get this podcast till December of 2015, go to blackrosewitchcraft.com and uh, it'll still be going. You can still take the class at any point in time. It's self-paced. That that 13th month or that 13 months is all about you and you being able to do this in your way. At, at, again, a, a really discounted price, $25 a month. We're going to keep it that way for a while. Um, normally, I charge between 40 and 60 uh, per person per class. And uh, I think, Storm, you're just about the same usually. I Yeah, I, for my Blue Rose classes, um, I charge sliding scale 50 to 75 a month. So there you go. So it's uh, this is a way for people to study with us and do it in a way that not only you're going to just get Storm, you're going to get me, you're also going to get Chaz. Um, and not only you're going to get, there's going to be fairy material, there's going to be Wiccan material because I am an initiated Wiccan priest. Uh, there is going to be Dianic material because I am an initiated Dianic priest. Uh, Storm, you're, you've been involved in many traditions besides fairy tradition. Uh, Absolutely. And so, you know, we're bringing in this really diverse, uh, just beautiful, beautiful way of looking at the craft from an incredibly modern perspective. If you are a modern witch, you really need to check this out because this is this is us kind of stepping up to the plate and saying, okay, what's next? Because we've been wondering that same thing for so long, guys. So Storm, myself, and Chaz, we're, we're, we're going to answer that question, what's next? Um, and that's Black Rose Witchcraft. So you can go to blackrosewitchcraft.com. Also check out themysticdream.com because uh, that's where we're going to have the, the in-person classes. If you're local in the Bay, those start in June. Um, um, those obviously are going to be time sensitive, but the, if you're online, you can take this whenever. Um, and there's opportunities for so much growth and within just the the Mystic Dream Academy. Um, and if you're part of Black Rose, you'll you'll be able to have access to other things. And it's just it's really this beautiful, beautiful uh, group of people. And like I said, right out the gate, where we already have over 50 people who just from our groups are, are going to come in and help um, seed this and get this started and going. So you, right out the gate, folks, there's a community of real witches professional witches who, who who talk to people, who answer the big questions that a lot of people are uncomfortable with, who've taught the classes that a lot of teachers are uncomfortable with. And you've got, you know, between me and Storm, literally thousands of people have been helped to understand their abilities as a witch, understand their abilities as a psychic, understand how to awaken the witch power within them. 
from just just for him and him and I alone. Just as just these two teachers, thousands of people. So this is your opportunity to take your craft to the next level. To join in with with like I said three amazing teachers. We're going to be adding people in uh, as time goes on, and actually get a foundation poured for yourself, so that at the end of this. You can stand and say, not only am I an educated witch, I can talk about what I actually need to talk about without sounding weird or uncomfortable, <laughs> right? That's a big thing as a witch. Just being comfortable knowing what your the topics are. Come to Black Rose. We're going to help you with that. Um, understanding how to write and create your own rituals. Come to Black Rose. We're going to help you with that. Um, and then not only that, but again, all of this material. I mean, we're taking two traditions worth of, 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 of level one pushing them in together um, and creating something really beautiful and unique out of this. And I just, I'm so looking forward to seeing Black Rose actually unfold. You know, I'm, it's so exciting. So blackrosewitchcraft.com, folks. Blackrosewitchcraft.com. One more time, blackrosewitchcraft.com. Go there. And Storm, <laughs> if, if they want to learn more about you uh, and just you and maybe just Blue Rose, where would we send them? Well, you could always go to my website, which is fairywolf.com. That's F-A-E-R-Y-W-O-L-F.com. Um, you can always also find me on my store's website, themysticdream.com. Or you could always go to bluerosefairy.org. Well, there you have it. So you can always get me at modernwitchonline.com and devinhunter.net. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, once again, Storm, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about Black Rose. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me back. I am the firebird. I am his daughter. I am the firebird's child. I am the firebird. I am his daughter. And like the flame, I am wild, 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 wild. I am the firebird. I am his daughter. I am the firebird's child. I am the firebird, the boldest song you've ever heard. Join in the dance and make it wild, wild, wild. Join in the dance and make it wild. To see a maiden dance around the fire is not so strange. But fire dances around the limbs of this uncommon maid Be brave enough to burn and you'll be brave enough to fly Join your sister Solace as she lights the morning sky I am a firebird, I am his daughter I am the firebird's child I am the firebird, the boldest song you've ever heard Join in the dance and make it wild
special thank you to storm fairy wolf for taking the time out of his very busy schedule i know his schedule because i manage his store so i kind of manage his schedule sometimes so he's a pretty busy guy and uh this black rose witchcraft is just awesome guys i really hope that you can join us in um this new adventure of learning and education and community and really uh let's take the the knowledge that we have and let's grow from it and um I, I, I'm just so blessed and honored to be able to be part of this team. It's really awesome and exciting from my perspective, um, and it's it's all the stuff I wish I would have gotten to, to learn earlier on. So uh, if, if this is something you're interested in, of course, all you have to do is go to blackroswitchcraft.com. I know I've said it about a million times, um, but uh, yeah, check it out, uh, and uh, we'd love to, to see you become part of our circle. Um, if everything else do check out our sponsors themysticdream.com um, without them we wouldn't have a show so thank you very much to them and all of our music that you heard today we've, we've had quite a selection we had Black Magic by the Magic Wands we had Circle Casting by Wendy Roll and then of course we just had Firebird's Child by the amazing SJ Tucker um, all of that music of course we have permission for and uh, we hope to have more music on the next episode which of course we will so if you have something you'd like to hear shoot me over an email devin at devinhunter.net and uh, I'll get your favorite music on my show because uh it's modern witch and that's what we do thank you very much uh next episode will be out actually pretty soon we're gonna have eric dupree we're gonna be talking about masculinity and goddess culture i'm really really excited about that one i'll see you next time <laughs>